Yo, beautiful people, what is going on, man? We are back with another week of the Respect the Game podcast. If you're new to this podcast, you probably talk, probably thinking to yourself, what game are they talking about? Is it basketball? You're right. Is it football? You're right. Is it lacrosse? You'll probably be right in the future. We haven't got to lacrosse yet, but we're going to get there. <laughs> uh, is it finances? Is that the game we're talking about? You're absolutely right. Um, is it fate? You're absolutely right. Is it just trying to make it through this world with all these obstacles? Is that the game we're talking about? You, my friend, are correct. So, without a doubt, welcome back to the, or welcome to the Respect the Game podcast. My name is Edward, named after a great man by my mama. That great man would be my OG, my pops. Uh, make sure, as always, stop what you're doing. And even if you came back and you already following me, do me another favor and tell somebody who not following me to follow me at Stacks for all your up-to-date sports coverage, high school, uh, college, and the pros. I'm giving it all to you. So, as always, I know I may be named after a great man, but on this particular podcast here, I am Nate Daniel with all my brothers who are also on this podcast. So, fellas, introduce yourself to the beautiful people. Yo, this is Black Peace, host of Talking Smoke also. You can find on Spotify and Apple Music. Sorry, Apple Podcasts. But you can also find Respect the Game Podcast also. Um, yeah, man. Give you that diverse, independent thought process that you never even thought existed out there. Let's go. I am uh, Coach Johnson. I am the husband of Jordan. I am the father of Harper and Deuce. And I am here to bring the controversy. I'm here to make you think outside the box and see the game in a new way. Good evening, beautiful people. It is I, Sedacious Xavier Miles, the one and only. And on behalf of me and the brothers, I'd like to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And please continue to tune in and listen. We love you so much and we thank you so much. And I'm going to do something that I never do this time around. I'm actually going to plug myself. So go follow me, Instagram, at International Live or at Sedacious. Also, you can go follow me at Twitter, at Sedacious. Take it away, Edward. I don't know why it seems like we're so calm right now. <laughs> hey, but yo, uh, this is off the cuff real quick. So uh, please, whatever y'all doing, go back and listen to the past uh, episode uh, titled Debt Free, something like that, Debt Free Song. Mm -hmm. Great conversation last week. Our boy Christian is, uh, him and his wife are completely debt free. Um, gave us some tips on how to become debt free. Uh, and yo, I've taken this step. And uh, today I went went back and found out all the student loan debt that I because that's all the debt that I really got. So boys went back, made some phone calls, seeing who I owe, what they need, what they trying to do, or whatever the case may be. And my number. I guess the debt that I'm in with school and uh, grad school and Wiley is $105,937.20. It's light. It's light. It's light. Um, but I think I think it was, for me personally at least, I think it was a key big step to just, like, go back and figure out, taking that baby step to, like, figure out, like, okay, you can't really make a plan until you know what you owe. And so I found out everything that I really owe today. So um, it's like, I ain't really tripping off of it. It's going to get paid one way or another. Um, yeah, you got that shit. Yeah, you know, as, uh, as long as I owe them, they'll never go broke. 
so <laughs> you, might, you might. Uh <laughs> hey, I'm proud. Hey, I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of you. I'm proud appreciate of you. Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you, dog, man. But yeah, man, I'm gonna get it paid off, man. I'm gonna come up with a game plan and I'm gonna definitely get it paid off, man. So once uh once I really start racking it up, I don't owe nobody. There you go. Yeah, man. So uh Last week, man, uh, I know y'all probably watched us talk about finances, and, you know, that was just us working ahead for, you know, rainy days. But in the case of Houston, it wasn't necessarily a rainy day. It was a couple of snowy nights uh, without lights and power and food and so on and so forth. Uh, your boy's no longer in H-Town. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, oh, man, yo. We're not at full strength. Shout out to our boy, Shinehart Izzo. I know y'all feel like, whoa, what happened to him? We're not at full right, strength. Right, 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 right. Uh, we didn't kick him off. To our boy, Shinehart Izzo. Uh, he may come in. He may not. We're not sure. But, I mean, y'all know. Start what you're doing. And we guarantee you, if you go to, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and you go follow Shinehart Izzo, guarantee that the screen on your phone will get brighter. That's yeah. And you're back, and you're gonna. And he's full of hood excellence. excellence. Say that again, Darnell. Hood excellence. And he's full of hood excellence. Apparently, yes, he is. Hood intellectual, charismatic, excellence. Yeah. That is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> but yeah, man, Can't shout out to our brother Sean Hart Izzo. Uh, but yeah, uh, last week in Houston, uh, Sedacia, Darnell, uh, Isaac, y'all in H Town right now. Y'all had to kind of go through those snowy storms, bro. Like, how y'all doing? How y'all recouping? Like, what was that? that time like starting with sedacious um bro you already know how i felt i called you multiple times pissed off angry enraged uh I, I really honestly i don't know who to be mad at um everybody wants you to believe that i should be mad at ERCOT or i should be mad at texas officials but honestly i just feel like whoever it is or whatever it is or what, whoever they are, I just feel like there was an agenda, you know what I'm saying? And, and what's come out is that decisions were made and people's lives were played with because of money, because of, you know, discounted rates and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'm really just hurt, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the state that we love and we all call home would mismanage our lives like that. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's just it's just all fucked up. It's a fucked up situation down here in Texas, and you know, you know, not to not to jab anybody or anything like that, but with Texas being red, you know, so it's only so much a person can feel. Now I know, like, I don't want to like blame, you know, what I'm saying a certain type of party. That's not what I'm trying to do, but you know, what I'm saying it, it almost feels like, bro, like, come on, man, do y'all care about us or not? So. Uh, my water is still not on. Nigga can't take a shower. Uh, Got to take whole baths at friends' places. But it is what it is. Uh, the light's back on. So thank the Lord for that. So um, I try not to complain, man. I just try to make the best of it. So, I mean, that's all you really can do. You know, so, yeah, a lot of people, you know, had worse than me. And my shit was pretty bad. So when I think about that, I can't help but, you know, say just thank God that it didn't get any worse than it could have. Oh, that's it. I'm done. Anybody raise their hand? Nobody raise their hand. Hey, uh, sedation. Is it fair or not fair 
because uh, I know when we was talking about it, it was just like laughing. It's like talk about on the part, like shout out to Joe, and hopefully Joe's like healed up since. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my man, uh, but my brother fell, my brother fell through the ceiling. He was uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, tell them about after he fell. What uh playlist that you tend to be? Yeah, no, I was for the run. I was for the run through it. I was for the My brother fell through the ceiling, and uh, so of course he fell. But he's okay. He's okay. But uh, he was walking on the beams trying to figure out where the leak was coming from, and one of them beams was too slippery, and his foot slipped off, and the only thing under him was that that ceiling and he went straight through it. But afterwards he was cleaning up. All of a sudden I just decided to start playing no ceilings by Lil Wayne. That was just like Fox Star lifestyle might not make it. <laughs> so it was it was a thing. It was funny as fuck. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And it brightened up the day. It really did. You should have brought that up. But yeah, um, it's just it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. But we got FEMA coming in, um, coming in to try to assist people, and this is really like the fastest FEMA has ever moved. You know, so it's like, uh, uh y'all not blaming us again. Y'all get y'all ass out there and help them. How was it for you, Darnell? Uh, honestly, man, a blessing, but it was a tough blessing. Um, <clears throat> I started to say, man. To everybody in Texas, we, we I believe we stood Texas strong as we could. We are not built for snow. And I mean, we went to a point of, we have poor insulation in the house, which is the only fault in the house, at least in my opinion. And it whooped my ass. It got to a certain point where I took a nap, I woke up and I barely breathed and I seen so much of my own breath, so much. I went to use the restroom and the steam would consistently come up like it, like I was brewing tea. I changed my son's diaper. It's steam coming from it. I've never experienced anything like this in my life. But at the end of the day, man, you know, like I said, I was blessed. Like I, my sink was okay. My toilet was okay. Cold as hell. Well, cold as ice. But at the end of the day, it was, you know, manageable. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a couple of social media photos and everything that was just like, damn, you know, ceilings and uh, sinks are overfrozen and toilet seats are, are like but no um yeah man it was um it, it, it was we made it man honestly we I felt like we got the the light end of it I can't say we got the, the short end at all not even close gotcha how, how many how many days were you without power I was 28 hours. I was counting them hours, baby. 28 hours. 28 hours. Okay. Gotcha. What yeah. about you? Sedacious. Say it again, brother. Well, how, how many days or how long were you without power? It, it, it went in and out for like four days, honestly. Oh. Um, oh, so I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, the first day, like, I went fucking crazy because – I woke up. So Monday morning, I wake up, bro. It's like my power withstood the snow throughout the throughout the night. I wake up and it's just loaded with snow everywhere. So now it's like daylight, like sun shining, and all of a sudden my power goes out. 
And so I'm like, hold the fucking phone. Like, typically, the rain is fucking coming down and it's thundering and lightning. And then you, the power go out and you ain't tripping because, you know, in the morning when it stop raining, they'll get out of here, they'll fix it, be back home. But, bro, for my for it to snow as hard as it did, it is snowed that hard after that. You know what I'm saying? It snowed a little bit to, to add it to what it was. But from Sunday to Monday, that was like the mother load. You know what I'm saying? So with all that snow coming down and my power was able to withstand it, but in the daytime, y'all cut my shit off. And then my shit off was off all day until 11 o'clock that night. No, 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 no. I lied. It was off all day. We had to go to sleep with the lights off, woke up, the lights were still on, and they put them back on at 11 o'clock that night. And I'm like, I, I don't get it. So then I go to work, bro. I go to work like Monday and I go across the freeway, you know what I'm saying, to the Heights, million dollar neighborhood. And I'm working in the lady, uh, working in the lady cable. And she's like, and I, I'm like, so, so when did your power come back on? She's like, oh, we never lost power. And our power was fine. She's like, we lost water, but we didn't lose power. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, how the fuck, bro? I just, like I said, I don't know who to be mad at. Mm -hmm. I just, I, you, just, you just know that there's an agenda. There's some, there's some foul play somewhere up in here. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not in uh, Texas. Uh, I'm not in Houston. I'm in, uh, Maryland, uh, but uh, I am uh, one of the more political guys on the uh, on the podcast, and I am the 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 the, the in house uh, right winger. Uh, uh, so uh, I I do, do want to say uh, I know I know on a few of our earlier podcasts we talked about the uh, necessity of uh, voting and uh, how important it is and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, one thing I do want to say is. Uh, uh, you know, uh, voting local. I think I said it last time we talked about voting. Uh, voting local. Um, you know, decisions like like decisions that were made prior to this um, uh, affect events like this. Uh, and so, uh, but also too, I would say this. Um, I would, I would, I would ask that that everyone listen to both sides of the argument about what happened about why this happened in Texas. Um, uh, someone uh, who, I, who I think actually does a pretty good job of explaining it, a lot of stuff, uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw, uh, he's uh, a congressman from Texas. Uh, he is a Republican, but, uh, but he does a good job on, on climate stuff. Um, there's, there's a difference between uh, the right and the left on their understanding of climate change and what to do about it. Um, and that, that discrepancy, um, is why there's different understanding of, of, of why this happened. So um, uh, the argument that you know people in Texas were just trying to save money to uh, to you know this this is why this is why it happened. Um, sure, um, but if they would have spent more money, your your um, this the state wasn't paying for that. The customers were paying for that. All right, so your your energy bill would have been a lot higher. Um, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't you know the state saving money. Uh, second though, um, uh, the 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 argument between uh, renewable energy and uh, uh, gas and oil energy and stuff like that, uh, natural gas and stuff, uh, 
that that different argument there is is, is why um, I would just say look into it that 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 should give you some some answers there. So um, you know this this also also too recognizing I don't know when the last time Texas got this cold. Y'all y'all lived there, so you know I don't know if Texas gets this cold every winter, but you got like. 23 in and out on the years 23 24 that's about as cold as it ever gets uh -huh. right. it, ain't, it ain't it ain't snowed like this since i was a little boy gotcha so Ooh, snow like this or just snow bro no snow <laughs> like this snow like this Ooh, no man, snow awesome. we've had we've had snow throughout the years I, i'll give you that we've had snow yeah but we had like it hadn't, been like we it hadn't been this cold though all right, all right. So, so you have you have a right. once in a while event happens and the grid shuts off. You know, Mother nature is Mother nature is undefeated, as we all know. Um, so, what was what was said is Texas was told in '98 that they need to join the grid that everyone else is on, mm -hmm. and then they were again told in '11 that they needed to join. So my question is, the only question I have for the powers that be is why not, um, okay, so why not make make it to where it's feasible for you guys as higher officials and for us as the customers to be able to integrate something that would, in the event, you know what I'm saying, just also stay ready so you don't have to get ready, in the event to have those things in place. So once the power grid starts to oversurge and everything like that, we already good to go. We already got those things in place. It's just the flip of a switch from there on. That's my question. Why not already have these things in place? Why wait now to where we have to point fingers to be like, oh, well, it's actually their fault. Oh no, it's actually their fault. Oh, actually we have to do this and we have to do that. Like that's, that's what makes it like fucked up. In my opinion, in my honest opinion. True indeed, true indeed. Um... Again, Mother Nature is undefeated. Uh, do like Coach Johnson told y'all. Uh, go do your own research. Don't just let the media feed you with who he say, she say, they say. Um, and definitely hoping that in whatever way possible, this can be worked as a blessing in disguise for everyone in disguise, whether that be financially, whether that be you ending up with a fully furnished, remodeled home through whatever organizations. But but yeah, uh, continuing to uh, move forward with the uh, with the podcast. So uh, Bobby Schmurda is finally out of jail. Um, and yeah. so this is my this is my biggest question, and I will di uh, direct it to uh, Black Peace first. Is the <clears throat> celebration of Bobby Smurder being home is the celebration more about a dope artist who once went away at the peak of his career is now finally home to continue doing what he loves to do is the celebration more about that or is the celebration about celebrating a guy who was in the streets and he didn't break the code and he actually stood by the code to allow, to take more time to allow his friend, his brother, to get less time. And for those who may not be familiar with the situation of Bobby Smarter, 
seven years ago, he went into prison, uh, being charged uh, with, you know, gang affiliated uh, activity. Um, it was told to Bobby Smurder, hey, Bobby, we'll give you less time if you tell, or do, I don't know the particulars, but we'll give you less time if you do something or say something that will allow us to give your friend and other counterparts more time. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Smurder, obviously, you know, staying, sticking to the code, don't snitch, and so on and so forth. That being his close friend and Roddy Rebel decided to say, nope, I'm not just to do anything that's going to give him more time and give me less time. And that ended up in both of them, Roddy Rebel and uh, Bobby Smurder, both getting seven years. Um, obviously, you know, you can go get public court documents, so on and so forth. So, again, uh, question directed to Black Peace. Is the celebration more about Bobby Smurder respecting the code of not snitching and taking more time so uh, his best friend, his homeboy, uh, could have could not get more time or is the celebration more geared towards Bobby Smurder is finally home and able to get back to what he likes to do and that being making music. It's a celebration for the King of New York, bro. It's a celebration for the King of New York. Straight like that, bro. Cause what you described that plus that equals the King of New York, which means it's offset. That's what makes it so um, ridiculous. That's why all eyes are on him. He didn't snitch and is a great artist. Usually it, it doesn't go as hand in hand. When he fell, when, when he fell down, he was at the, the hot, he was on his rise up. So therefore, the reason why I went so hype with it, because it's like you don't find artists like that that actually just had that combination of realness, combination of actual skill, combination, just bringing all that to the table and then risking it all and just saying, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to what I know. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna fold. I'm not gonna try to get out. No, no, no. I'm gonna stick to my morals and keep it 100. And at the end of the day, it's not built for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's not built for. It's not built for everybody. But at the end of the day, he preached it. He practiced what he practiced what he preached. Plain and simple. You know, he 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 followed the street laws. He's followed the don't snitch. He you know he kept it 100 in his uh raps, which I feel like he should fall back a little bit. But you know. He, he, he did what I feel like artists these days should do, which is just be 100 with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Which is just like, shoot, you know, if you do what you did, shit, take your L. Don't be over here trying to, you know, put anybody else down. Do what you, take take responsibility for your actions. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes somebody that we don't mention on this podcast such a target. So, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's both. Plain and simple, man. It's both. It's it's a that it's a crazy combination of both. What you what you got on the dices? All right. So, brother Darnell Black Peace, I couldn't have not agreed with you more. It is a win for hip hop every time a real hmm. nigga gets to come home and start telling them real nigga stories again. <laughs> um, I'm a uh, I, I know most wouldn't do this. I'm not doing this. It's just I know how some people feel about him. And, you know, it's and, and, and they have every right to be. I mean, it's Bobby Schmurter. Um, I put it up there, not all the way up there, but I put it up there with uh, Lil Wayne coming home, T.I. coming home, Gucci coming home, all these big wigs in hip-hop coming home because it's like, dog, these niggas stayed real, went to jail, sat down, did snitch, you know what I'm saying? Or it's not documented that they snitched. Because, you know, uh, some people feel like allegedly maybe one of them snitched. Anyway, that's another story. Come out of jail and 
continue to be a real nigga. And what I like about it, man, they did the interview with him, and he, you know, his head is on straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, you know, when you're in jail, you just sit back and think. And so you're thinking about, you know, providing for your brothers and, you know, just hopefully he's he's on the up and up. You know what I'm saying? He had that time to sit down and now he just want to put all that street shit into the music. You know, that's just, and that's how it seems. And so, yeah, I mean, kudos, man. Glad to see him out. When he saw his mama, that was a sight to see. You know what I'm saying? Almost made me tear up. So, you know, hey, that's my take. Um, I coined this phrase, uh, I coined this phrase from The Wire. Uh, shout out to my dog, Mr. J. <laughs> Team Stringer. Uh, but I coined this term from The Wire. No matter when you go to prison, no matter how much time you got to serve, you only do two days. The day you go in and the day you come out. So shout out to Bobby Smarter, man, for doing this two days, man. So I will, oh, we're doing good with time. All right, man. So shout out to us, you know, not interrupting and going to course. Uh, Meek Mill, still uh, on the topic of music. Uh, Christian, you can get in on this if you like. Uh, Meek Mill. So Meek Mill recently had, I don't think he put out the entirety of a song, but it was just a snippet of a, a few bars um, that were, it was a Kobe bar in there um, that, uh, this is, let me make sure I read it correctly for y'all. But all right, so these are the bars. This bitch I'm fucking always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't ever showed me. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper it be another Kobe. Obviously, we get the sentiment of that bar and what he was saying, not even trying to say what he said. Obviously, Kobe Bryant and the uh, had the tragic death for his daughter and the uh, other passengers that were also on that uh, helicopter. Get it, wordplay, metaphor, chopper, going out, Kobe. So what I think about that, um, is it was just a snippet, one. Two, I think 20 years from now, I don't think that if somebody else were to say that, I don't think it would matter as, you know, as much as it does now. Obviously with Kobe Bryant being such an iconic global figure, it's gonna be a long time before you can like let those types of bars fly. Uh, I forget the comedian's name, but, and this is fresh when uh, Kobe uh, died. This comedian had a joke where the joke went, man, I heard Kobe passed. And I, my first thought was, no way. And that was a play on him passing the ball. And it was just like, bruh. <laughs> bruh, like, that's a no-go, right? And this was way fresher than when Meek Mill did it. We just off like a year since Kobe's passing. But yeah, man, um, again, one more time for the people who listening, uh, so you don't have to go back and rewind um, the Meek Mill bar. Uh, this, and I'm sorry if you like listen to this with your kids, but cover their ears. Uh, the Meek Mill Kobe bar. This bitch I'm fucking always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't ever showed me. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'd be another Kobe. 
And to add more to this, uh, the the Kobe bar got out to unfortunately Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's uh widow wife, and Vanessa's comments to it was on social media via Instagram, dear Meek Mill. I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. And Meek Mill followed, and obviously people are always trying to cancel somebody. So obviously there was a viral situation on social media and so to Vanessa's Bryant uh posts on Instagram Meek Mill then responded on Twitter I apologize to her her being Vanessa Bryant I apologize to her in private earlier today not to the public nothing I say on my page directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman if you care about someone grieving change the subject um Specifically talking about the bar, I think, and with the snippet and not the whole song, the bar was like, wait, like, if you like, if you're going to say or bring a Kobe bar like that, I need to be like, I need to feel like that bar so hard. I like, I can't be mad at you for using it. But it was like, it was whack. Like, it wasn't even heavy. Like, I don't even think, I don't even think there was, I, don't, I think this is just a song to throw away. I'm not even sure what it was, but for starters, I'm, I, I was, I'm sensitive to it because it's Kobe. I know how I feel about Kobe. So I wouldn't have liked it regardless of the time. But I even more hate the fact that I feel like this is like, bro, that was a weak-ass bar. You could have used you could use another analogy, another metaphor. Um, yeah, uh, well, I got you, D. What's, what's your question, bro? Um, I just want to say this real quick because I'm more focused on the uh, the way he responded. I feel like the times and just, you know, people have friends, people have people in their ear. I feel like it's more of the whole verse that kind of got the actual Vanessa. Now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but this is from her point of view. You know what I'm saying? The line says, you know, uh, my wife, my, my girl says what again? Can you remind me that first part, the female part? This bitch I'm fucking always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't ever showed me. Pause. With that being said, the rap game has known to kind of play with their relationship to where she's sensitive, I feel. And that's what brings up that little bit of like, you know what I mean? That little bit of extra attachment. Because he said, I apologize to you in person. What's the big deal? I think, you know, a little bit of something that, you know, people in her ear made it to where it was like, oh, did you hear the other person about it though? Like, what, how did he make that come to? Like, and I think she's digging too deep because I feel like he was just referencing Kobe and just, didn't even think about any verses around it. It was like, you know what, dude? Everybody know how he went out. It's infamous how he went out, and I'm going to use it. Like you said, uh, Edward, it was a pretty whack bar. <laughs> it was pretty simple. It didn't really, I mean, it was just a little a little untimely. Uh, like you said, if you give it like 10, 15 years down the line, maybe 20, been perfect. But uh, right now, it's just the level of his stature. Can't do it, buddy. Sorry. Um, speaking as a fellow artist, <clears throat> I honestly believe that Meek Mill in some way or another felt like he was paying homage. Um, the whole the whole usage of the word bitch 
and you know, in a derogatory sense, of course, is how he raps. You know, but once it got up to the Kobe portion, I really felt like him trying to pay homage in that way made the bar whack. And, and that's what it made the bar whack. Cause it's like, we get what you're trying to do, but you didn't like, like Edward said, you didn't do it hard enough to, to stang me. And you didn't pay homage enough for it not to come off as disrespectful. So all around the bar was whack. So me personally, as a Kobe fan, I, at first I'm like, what the fuck? He's stupid. Why would he do that? But then my, you know, my uh, my artist mind was like, no, nah, bro, you know what I'm saying? When you, if you really, really fucked up about a situation and you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of other stuff pouring on you too and you just want to write it out. You know what I'm saying? Like things come out, you know, come out of your head on the paper a certain way that you really feel like, oh, this is going to kill him. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking maybe he threw the snippet out there, you know, for his little baby. You know what I'm saying? Let me see how this whole go before I actually, you know what I'm saying? And then got his response and did what a real nigga did. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Be, go ahead, bro. What's, what's, what's or, your question? Uh, biting off what you said, like he threw it out to see how it would do. Maybe he threw it out thinking it was hard and he was going to get a great Yes, yes, Edward, yes. And that's that's how that's how I'm thinking in my artist mind is like, no, he threw this out for him like for my nigga, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm thinking, Darnell has a question. Let's go, Darnell. Just real quick, he you have to remember he does come from the art of uh, battle rap where no, there are no rules. I'm done. Exactly, exactly, brother. And so that's how I feel like in the in the spirit of entertainment, people have to understand that artists not only have to be artists, they also have to be entertainers. So you have all this pressure of not only being an artist, but also being a great, a great artist to entertain. And you know, some shit might not go over well. So uh, we know me, bro. We know he ain't no disrespectful ass type dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know him, know him like that, but his track record has shown this dude pretty solid, right? So, you know, I feel like for this one with entertainment and the fact that you're a rapper and the fact that once it was brought up to you, like no, bro. This is not how you feel. This is disrespectful. You you apologize, and that's it. Let's let's move on. Coach Johnson, you want to add? Um. Uh, sometimes it's hard to please everybody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, no, on 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 the real. Uh, I actually I, I see where where Meat Mill was trying to go with it, um, uh, especially in, in invoking Kobe. Um, but uh, you know, uh, probably was too soon. Um, and I mean, to be honest with you, you know, uh, with how how grimy he kind of set that scene up with with the with the verse, um, you know. Uh, even even if even if nothing had happened to Kobe, uh, knowing uh, his wife and her background, she wouldn't have liked it anyway. So um, you know, uh, yeah. So that was exactly what I was saying. I'm like, you 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 know, uh, you went shooting in the gym with the old boy. So uh, just saying. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Took it, <laughs> no, no, no. no you mean, that, that, that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm saying like she 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 doesn't come from she doesn't come from that world. Um, and so because she doesn't come from that world, you know, um, 
a, a lot a lot of some sometimes folks can be a little bougie right uh and and, and look down upon that type of language or uh, or or saying things that, that particular way and so uh you know go ahead go ahead go ahead brother Man, I'm glad that you brought up that point because you allowed Darnell to piggyback and I'm not going to piggyback off Darnell. You're right, Christian, because Drake said, bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. And she really got really, really upset. It was like, who are you? Does my husband know you? And as a as a Drake fan, I'm like, okay, hold on, bitch, now. Like, hold up, now we're talking about Drake now. I'm like, don't play like you don't know who Jimmy yeah. is. But then eventually I'm like, my boy got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, I bet she know who that nigga is now. Yeah. And yeah. what, you want to chime in? Yeah, so Sedacious, right? So that Drake boy, bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym, right? Imagine had Drake used that bar, but everything before it, he had never said. Kobe about to lose 150 M's. Kobe, my nigga, I hate it had to be him. Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Not just once. Huh. Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Right? Drake had once. Rick Ross had once. Right. And so, but I used I used that point. Uh, I don't know if it was you, Darnell, or you, Sedacious, that like, well, no, that was you, Darnell, where it was like, it was what Meek Mill said before he got to uh, Kobe on my, uh, this bitch I'm fucking, always tell me that she loved me, like, before he actually got to the punchline, right? So exactly, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and, and 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 maybe maybe this could be because, um, I don't know if they were truly like on the verge of being broken up or divorced or separated when Drake had that boy, but one could possibly. I'm sorry. Well, any Kobe Kobe has passed, so like that's just a touchy subject. Some cuts just that. don't heal correctly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, look. What, what I'm saying is okay. My my wife. And Kobe's wife come from similar worlds. Let me just say that, right? When my wife listens, she hates to listen to our podcast because she doesn't <laughs> like the language. Okay, she's like, I can't stand this. is This is crap. This is crap. This is manure. Goodness, good golly, right? Okay, thank you, Edward. So, so, right? You know, she calls. She calls Edward, and she said she tells him all the time, right? But what I'm saying is, some sometimes you know, folks folks from that world won't. They just they they don't like it. They, they, no 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 matter what, and when that when that type of language is, is used, and that and that um, how how graphic things can get uh, when that's when that's used. Some people from from different worlds don't don't like it and won't enjoy it and, and won't understand it to to be able right. to enjoy it. Now that is not me saying anything bad about folks who come from that world because I'm kind of in that world. So um, you know. Uh, uh, you all. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, a, a lot, of, a lot of the, I think a lot of the heat that that uh, that Meek Mill is getting, you know, s some of it just comes from hey, somebody who doesn't understand the world that he's coming from, and and why he would think that oh, this is a, this is an okay line. Um, sure, it might be a little too soon, right? Um, but and for someone like Colby, I mean, it's always gonna be too soon. So you know. Um, uh, so, you know, I, 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 I think I would, you know, though, though I don't really listen to Meek Mill like that, uh, I think the only song I know from him is Dreams and Nightmares. Uh, so, uh, you know. You hard for that. Hey, you know, 
That, that's hey, I, I, I go off on that one. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, Every, the world does, bro. Don't worry, you go, you go. <laughs> no, no. Like, bro, like you, you don't understand. You just moved to where you said. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there you are tell, certain. You tell there me you know most certain. of it done. You gonna learn most of it done. You gonna have a special place in my heart. Yeah, I, way, I, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So we'll, we'll I'm gonna leave that to Edward. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it to you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, obviously, yeah, good conversation on that. I love y'all boys' uh, perspective on that, man. Mm, still talking, well, still in the basketball world, coming off of Kobe. Uh, NBA All-Star selections have uh, just come out, and to just blatantly just get get to the get-to after the reserves, <clears throat> after the reserves have just come out, we will, we'll tell y'all who they are in a little bit. LeBron James, Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in our league. Simple as that. Then he followed up that tweet with, followed by Dane Dollar. So for those who uh, listen to the podcast, you're not necessarily sure who all the NBA All-Stars are currently. So the starters, uh, and obviously they're still keeping the um, same, same, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they're doing it the same way they did it last year in terms of having two team captains and letting them pick amongst the All-Stars. So it's not necessarily West versus the East. It's all interchangeable. It's like, you know, like the pickup, the pick way they set it up with the pickup situation. So the uh, starting All-Stars are LeBron James. This is his 17th time. Uh, Joker. Uh, this is his third time. Kawhi Leonard, fifth time. Stephen Curry, seventh time. Uh, Luca from uh, Dallas Mavericks. This is his second time being selected. Um, and for the uh, LeBron James will be one of the team captains. Uh, will be the team captain from the West. Next for the East starters, Kevin Durant. He will be the starter. Uh, oh, he'll be the team captain. He. This is uh, his eleventh All Star appearance. Giannis is going to be starting. This is his fifth appearance, Joel Embiid. His fourth appearance, Bradley Beal. His third appearance, and Kyrie Irving. This is his seventh appearance. Um, so those are the, uh, the starters, the guys who are going to be starting. Now, for the uh, reserves, you have Anthony Davis. Someone is obviously going to take his spot because Anthony Davis is out, and he won't uh, return to after the All-Star break. Paul Jerk. Paul George, Paul George, PG-13, <laughs> he is a, uh, he's been selected for the reserves. Zion Williamson, averaging 25 points and six rebounds. This is his first appearance uh, in the All-Star League. Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar, averaging 29 points per game. We're going to get to talking about some of Why is Dame not a starter? Uh, Donovan Mitchell is on the reserves for the West, and Chris Paul and Rudy Gobert. All right, so... For the Eastern uh, Eastern Conference Reserves, you have Jason Tatum, you have Ben Simmons, Julius Randle. This is also his first All-Star appearance. He's averaging 23 points and 11 rebounds. James Harden uh, leading the league in 11 assists per game. He's uh, on the reserve. Jalen Brown from the Celtics, he's averaging 25.5. This is also his first uh, time in the All-Star game. And uh, Zach Levine averaging 28 points with the Bulls. This is also his first time in the All-Star game. And then you also have uh, Nikola Vucevic, that Christian boy uh, from the Orlando Magic. So, Ooh, baby, there we go. 
Uh, just, you know, just three players in particular. Y'all get throw out some other names out there. Devin Booker, going back to LeBron James' tweet, Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in our league. Simple as that. He was not selected uh, as an all-star. And I could be wrong, but I don't think Devin Booker has ever been selected for an all-star. Um, Devin Booker right now is averaging 24 points, four assists, and three rebounds uh, a game. Um and he has the Phoenix Suns in the fourth seed. And we know is the Phoenix Suns have never been in playoff contention ever. Um, but instead of giving uh uh but instead of select Devin Booker being selected for at least the reserves, Chris Paul had uh Chris Paul was Chris Paul was selected and he's averaging 16 points, eight assists, and four rebounds. Um when it comes to talking about who's an all-star, who should be a starter, who should be a reserve, while numbers can tell a story, it doesn't tell the whole story. But I think when trying to evaluate, is this guy a starter compared to this guy? Well, his stats say this. Well, his stats say that. Say that. I think you have to also pay close attention to, okay, what is this guy doing that is so special for his team to be so successful thus far this season? That's something you have to consider, I think, from just a basketball mindset, from a coaching standpoint. But the all-star game is not about the X's and O's of the particulars. It is about the fans who want to see a show. Um, making that point, you have... Luca starting and the Dallas Mavericks are 14 and 15 under 500, right? He's starting over Damian Lillard. Uh, and I want to say what the right now, obviously, you know, you know, the West be close and flip flop, but I mean, right now, Portland is a fifth seed and Damian Lillard is doing this without CJ McCollum, you know, without uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, because I always get him in um. Joker mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Dame is doing this with like little to like no help, you know. Uh still have a pretty young core. Melo has been helping them, but like, I mean, come on. And so the fans, according to the point system, the fans all selected Luca. Uh, but the players and the coaches preferred to have Dame in that uh that starting spot. But with the metric system, how they do it for the All-Star game, the fans voting outweighs really any other voting. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think it's an atrocity that, like, I hate to not see Devin Booker as an All-Star. And, like, dudes be getting M's, like, with bonuses on their contract for making an All-Star game, too, man. I don't know if there's necessarily a graduated difference in if you start or if you just got to make the All-Star game. But to be getting, uh, to be getting snubbed like that, I think is way. Uh, other players like from the East, uh, Fred Van Fleet, twenty uh, averaging twenty points, six assists, uh, four rebounds. Like he wasn't even selected. Toronto, they fifth right now. Obviously, he's been playing good this season. Um, Demontis Sabonis from uh, Indiana, averaging twenty one and eleven with five assists. Indiana is fourth right now. Um, Darn, did you want to have your hands up? I had my head down, my bad. Oh, I'm scratching with doing that. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna toss it to you, Darnell. So, Christian Wood, I wish I wish Sean Hall was on here because I would love to hear his take. So, uh, Christian Wood right now is averaging 22 and 10. Uh, but Houston is like they kind of fell off that high that they was on when Harden first left, and now they're like at the 14 seed. Christian Wood is averaging 22 points and 10 rebounds. 
Um, and when like the All Star Reserves came out, his uh, tweet was casuals in terms of just like kind of like people who overlook him. He just considered them casuals. I think that was just him responding to the fact that he wasn't selected for the All Star game. Um, what do you think about Christian Woods and just you know, is there any other players you felt like should have been, should have been starters or maybe at least been on like the reserve team? Um, it's a couple, but I do think most of them were perfect because it makes beautiful playoffs. But that's the difference between uh, I'm gonna do it real, real quick. That's different. That's the difference between NFL and the between the NBA. That motivates those players halfway through to even make a playoff push or show up in the playoffs and show who they really, really are. In NFL, it's a little different. That's why sometimes you notice that some teams just fall off. They have no motivation. They, they've been playing all year, but there's no extra up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, yeah, you didn't get picked, but you didn't get to watch that game you want to be in and how everybody has so much fun. You know, it hasn't quite hit you yet, the reality of it. But to go back to it, I think it's perfect. Uh, Devin Booker, I feel like it's a perfect snub because it's time for him to show up in the playoffs like, like no other. Um, I feel like Chris Paul deserves it because – he was he's actually getting the wins for them. He's not just, it don't matter about the stats from Chris Paul. It never really has. It's about how productive he can make his team. Um, Lillard, perfect motivation. He's the type of person you can't give Damian Lillard a damn thing. Not saying he won't appreciate it, but he's the type of person he loves. He's like, he, he fueled off of motivation. Go ahead. I feel like Dame is past the point of like being motivated off like a quote unquote like it's, it's his career now. It's it, it's turned to his career. Like it's 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 him. Like he's I think he's gonna go down as the most underrated player to ever play in the, in the NBA at this point. Like he's really getting to that point because uh he's definitely got the clutchness and and all the skills and whatnot. I won't get too deep into into that, but uh yeah, he definitely is that guy. And for him not to get those obvious picks. It's like, bro, they just – they building you up a certain way. It, it, I'm, I'm working with some conspiracy-type thing. They want him to play better and be ready for the playoffs and never slack off. Like, they fear he's not going to show up if you don't get motivated correctly. Every year is something with Damian Lillard. Either get compared to other point guards or getting snubbed in the All-Star game. <laughs> Before I toss it to you, Dacius, I will say, uh, as I began my sports uh, journalism uh, journey and career, it wasn't the first, but it was one of the first um, articles uh, that I did. It was on Damian Lillard uh, being, like, the rookie of the year. And I got to go back and look at the article because I'm pretty sure, like, I predicted, like, all of his, like, greatness now. Just had to always, like, throw it out there to let it know that, like, I call I, ca I call Dame's greatness before everybody. I just – I have to. It's have, but you got anything on the All-Star Dacious? Um, yeah, I thought that it was going to be the same old setup, East and West, until you told me what you just told me. Um, but, yeah, on to the Devin Booker thing. I think it's what Darnell said. Hold up. Pause real quick. Because, Edward, you said something earlier that I thought was a little bit preposterous, but you had me muted. You don't believe that the Phoenix Suns never been to the playoffs ever, right? You don't really believe that, right? No, if I said that, I missed I misspoke, and what I what I said was <laughs> I don't think Devin Booker's ever been selected for okay. an All Star game. Oh, okay, because you was like, because I don't think the Phoenix Suns ever made it. Oh, 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 I, I, like, I don't <laughs> think Devin. <laughs> Come on, bro, my best guy. I, I ain't that hard. Nah, I don't think Devin Booker has ever I'll, been selected. I'll just say I even know that. <laughs> right, right. Nice, Mark, right. Flyer. You know. 
bro. Nah, I was like, after Kobe was spanked him year after year. How you how you how you forget that? Yeah, nah, I don't I don't think uh I don't think Book ever been selected for an all star. Um, besides Devin Booker and um who was the other the second player you said, Devin Booker and who else? Uh, from the West, Christian Wood, but I mean, there's other guys from the West that you can name, DeMar DeRozan and so on and so forth. So you said the, the top three guys. Who's the top three guys again? For that didn't who, get selected. Who, who didn't make it? Yeah, who didn't, who didn't select? Uh, Devin Book, Fred Van Fleet, Christian Fred Van Fleet, those two. Apart from those two, I feel like um, Darnell is right. The, the All-Star is perfect. Because Christian Wood, yeah, um, casuals, because this could be, you know what I'm saying, your first year where you did something. Now, I know that you're doing spectacular shit. Don't get me wrong. It's just the people got to love you that next year and maybe even that next year after that before they really start giving you the votes just because they have it in the people's hands. That's just how I feel. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, definitely a snub. Devin Booker, as far as All-Stars goes, Definitely a snub. Now, I kind of agree with Darnell when it comes to playoffs because that's really where you get to entertain the fans more. When you get deeper into the playoffs, they get to look at you more and be entertained more by you. So, and next year and next year, it's like, oh, y'all, that nigga Devin Booker taking his team all the way to the, at least to the quarterfinals. I'm putting him in the all-star game. You know what I'm saying? So, that's why I feel what happened with Christian Wood. That's the name, right? I feel like that's what happened with him, too, because I seen a young boy play, and I'm like, ooh, if you could just keep tuning that game and keep being what the Rockets need you to be, we'd be like James Harden who, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel. But other, the Fred VanSleet and Devin Booker, they definitely got snubbed. But who they got snubbed for, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, you can't really be too mad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because somebody, somebody, it's only so many slots, and yeah. somebody had to be kept out. But that's my take on it. But I'm glad that they're doing the team captain shit because this would have been boring to see Kawhi go up against Giannis or Joel Embiid. I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of lineup is this? Like, it's totally mismatched. You got Luka, Steph, Braun, Jokic, and Kawhi up against Kawhi, Kyrie, sorry, Bradley Beal, KD, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. I'm like, okay, so clearly Giannis and Joel Embiid is just going to keep the paint locked down like that's no fun wait time out time out time out is you're telling me that uh Kyrie is starting it would be Kyrie yes. Bradley Beal, Kyrie is starting KD that is KD, a little bit unfair KD Giannis and Joel Embiid with Kyrie. Of all the things you know, fuck about Bradley Beal of all the Wait things to bro. penalize this man for when it came to the whole take a break I feel like it should have been from all-star Anything else, you should let him be okay, but they should have penalized him for that. Just saying. All right, so uh, real quick, Christian Wood, you may not have been an also, but I definitely see you in the foresight for most improved player of the year. Uh, one more time to wrap this up, Zion Williamson averaging 25, and, 25 points and six rebounds, first time being an all-star. Julius Randle averaging 23 points, 11 rebounds, first time all-star. Jalen Brown averaging 25 points a game, first-time All-Star. Zach Levine for the Bulls uh, t- averaging 28 points per game. He's also a first-time All-Star. And the Bulls are uh, right there in the AC over there, but it's, you know how to eat AC being the East. Um, 
And for those who don't know, like Sebastian was saying, uh, LeBron and KD are the team captains, and they get to pick. I don't know who's going to go first, but they get to pick out of all the first, the starters, that starting group. And then after that, they continue to, like, take turns picking who they want from the reserves. So it's going to be mis mismatched, crisscross. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that East, all the East players are going to be together. All the East starters are going to be together. It's going to be mismatched, crisscross, like, you know, it would be a regular pickup game. Um, So, Coach Johnson, you are hot. Um, I'm going to let you go and get your, uh, get your Chris Dole, um, uh, yeah, get your Chris Dole, uh, perspective point off. And then I'm going to go back and, uh, re well, let me just preference it for the people to like know what you, what you're talking against. So, uh, who is Chris Doyle, right? Chris Doyle was, uh, the strength and conditioning coach at, uh, Iowa, uh, for the, uh, Iowa, uh, Hawkeyes football program for over 20 years, right? So he ended up leaving because uh, it started coming out allegations against him of uh, being racist against black players and black players. Slow down while you're talking, Edward. Uh, he's been being racist against black players and, you know, alleged bullying. Um, so that came about with a simple tweet from uh, James Daniels, who's a Chicago Bears guard currently, but attended uh, Iowa in college. And he had put out a tweet, <clears throat> um, I think this is like this past summer. Uh, there are too many racial disparities in the Iowa football program. Black players have been treated unfairly for far too long. Uh, then you had free safety from the Titans. He also had kind of like second that motion with his own tweet, uh, basically saying, uh, I remember whenever walking into the facility, it would be difficult for black players to walk around the facility and be themselves as if the way you grew up was the wrong way or wasn't acceptable. And that would be judged by that. And you would be judged by that and it would impact playing time. That's crazy. Um, and so Chris Doyle, this guy that they're alleging to be uh, racist against black players and bullied them uh, when he was uh, at Iowa, he got uh, the player improvement position. He got hired on with the Jaguars by Urban Meyer, who's now the head coach. And these two, Chris Doyle and Urban Meyer, have been friends for 20-some plus years. Um, Urban Meyer hiring him off his track record uh, at Iowa, and it wasn't just James Daniel and uh, Amani Hooker. It was, you know, multiple players uh, from that came from Iowa and some players who transferred because of what they said. Chris Doyle, how Chris Doyle was treating them. All that was going on. People raised hysteria. How, how would Urban Meyer hire this guy with his track record and so on and so forth? And so he, Chris Doyle eventually left Iowa because he didn't want to be a distraction. And I want to say a day later, after being hired by Urban Meyer and all the hysteria going on in the media, Chris Doyle then said he was going to step down away from the position because he didn't want to be a distraction with Urban Meyer coming on. Uh, Christian has some hot, has a hot take that he says it's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. And Coach Johnson, the floor is yours to piss people off, sir. Thank you, sir. I really do appreciate it. Uh, everyone, if you uh, don't want to get to feel sir, you can go ahead and cut the podcast off right now or fast forward. Uh, be about two, three minutes. Thank you, Black Peace. Uh, here we go. So, uh, for everyone, if they want to, you can go look up the article uh, uh, and all the tweets. Bleacher Report uh, put a 
article out with all the tweets about uh, what was going on uh, at Iowa. Okay. I uh, would love for you to go through and uh, look at all the tweets. Look at all the tweets. Uh, number one, number one, uh, people's experience can be their experience, right? But we have to also ask, are they justified in their feelings? And did they say that what they say happened actually happened, right? Um, now, uh, there's nothing there that I, that I would say that, uh, that, you know, I would question like, hey, did this happen or not? Because everything that, that a lot of these players put on there, I was like, wait a second. I've had coaches that have done that. I'm, I would guess that many of us who have played sports, who have been in football, who have been in high testosterone environments, have had coaches to do things like that. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just going to ask you to just, like, give us a few examples of, like, the stuff you said players said that was being done or stuff that you related to that's been done. Yeah, a few examples, right? So, um, Coach Doyle is the strength and conditioning coach. Now, uh, anybody who has been at a program that has a strength and conditioning coach, so either in high school or in college or even at the pro level, these are the craziest people in the program. These are the nuts. These are the guys who get up at 3 a.m. in the morning and say, where's the sun? Right? These are the, these are the nuttiest people on, on the planet. Okay? And every if you look on the sidelines on Saturdays, the guy that's running around on the field – jumping up and down at every score in his khakis, that's the strength and conditioning coach, okay? He's always the crazy one. So, Chris Doyle, he's also crazy. Now, one morning, uh, Chris Doyle, he, he doesn't play about players drinking water. He's like, hey, we, we have this water for you. You got to drink every bit before we get started with our workout. You have one particular player, he's showing up, and he's uh, a little late, right? He's, he's a little late. Uh, he doesn't have enough time to finish his whole water, and get back to the workout, right? So he, he drinks about half of it, and he throws it away. Chris Doyle says, hey, I don't play about my water. Dig your hand in that trash can, get the water back, and finish drinking the water, right? Now, many people would say this is pretty insensitive, da, 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 right? This player took it as, hey, he doesn't have respect for black folks. He wants us to dig inside of trash cans where people uh, bleed and sweat and all that stuff. And, and uh, all that. So he has no respect for us, right? Um, I mean, hey, uh, this is a crazy uh, MFer, and uh, that's what they do, right? All right, next. Uh, there's another player who he thinks is kind of soft, right? He thinks the guy's kind of soft. He knows that the player uh, who's from, I think, Cleveland uh, went to, uh, or, or some town in, in Ohio, went to the local Catholic school and did not go to the, to the local public school. And he says something to the effect, hey, um, you know, I know your soft behind had to go to the Catholic school because you couldn't make it over there with the thugs at the other school, right? Now, in the tweet, the player admits that the school had issues, which is why he went to the Catholic school. Now, if... A black person, a black coach would have said the same thing. No one would question it, right? Because it's a white guy saying it. Uh, you know, we all question it, right? Uh, the, the last one I'm going to give, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't him. It was actually the head coach. Uh, There's a player who uh, was, you know, he in the tweet, he's talking about how he loved his hometown and everything. 
and he got a tattoo on his forearm. And his coach is asking him about him. He's explaining why he got the tattoo and all that, da, 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 right? Mind you, the coach is like 74. After he gets done explaining why he got the tattoo, the coach says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and walks on, right? And the player gets all in his feelings, right? Like, oh, snap, I must have not, you know, grown up on the right side of the tracks. Mind you, we just had a conversation earlier about some black folks or some people of color who also would have said the same thing, okay? So, point number one, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. We look, we, black folks, us with this pigment in our, in, in our skin, right? We look so freaking weak to the rest of the world when we come out crying off of little stuff like this. These are grown men. This is not the Powder Puff League. This is not Pop Warner. This is not JV football. This is not uh, girls volleyball. These are grown men in a high testosterone environment. And somebody says something that hurts your freaking feelings. And you want to go crying about it. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy. Number two. Number two. Uh, to, the, to the Jaguar fans and the Jaguar journalists, right, who got super woke and were like, there's no way we can bring this racist guy in here who didn't actually say anything racist. He just said something mean to a couple players. Uh, we can't have him in here. Hey, Urban, why would you bring this guy in here? Uh, question. Did y'all not know Urban's history? We did not bring Urban Meyer in here because we thought he was Tony Dungy and he would bring in a bunch of guys who went to church with him. He's not Frank Wright. No, if you look at his history, how many players has he had that have been in jail? How many uh, coaches has he had who've had sketchy past, who, who've had sketchy things going on? Yes, we did not hire Urban Meyer to bring in the classiest people into the organization. We hired Urban Meyer because we know he's a winner. And sometimes that comes with some baggage. So we shouldn't have been surprised that he brought somebody who had some baggage, right? Number three, I am pissed off at Chris Doyle. Because Chris Doyle, you should have stayed into the fight, brother. It is what it is. This is, this is the world we're in. This is the world we're in. Uh, I know you had, you had uh, dreams of, of being into the NFL and, 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 seeing, and seeing the pro program and, uh, go and, and build. Also, too, if people go back and look at, that, look at the tweet thread, uh, the guy, uh, Daniels, who put, who put out the original tweet, said that he would not have gotten to the NFL if it wasn't for Chris Doyle. Right? My last point. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, a scene from a play called Fences. It is one of the greatest scenes in uh, in 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 all of 20th century art, especially black art, and it's it's just great. Uh, so I would I would love for you guys just to indulge me for about two minutes. Right, it's it's about a son and a father having a conversation. Right, and you better do it like Denzel. Yes, <laughs> Denzel. Denzel. Denzel did the movie. Denzel did the movie. Yes. So son, son asks his dad, "How come you ain't never liked me? Like you? Who the hell say I got to like you? What law is there say I got to like you? Want to stand up in my face and ask a damn fool ass question like that? Talking about liking somebody? Come here, boy. When I talk to you, straighten up, damn it." I asked you a question. What law is there say I got to like you? None. Well, all right then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I'm talking to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. 
Nigga, as long as you in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. You got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why do you think that is? Because of you? Oh, hell. I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you? I go out of here every morning, bust my butt, putting up with them crackers every day because I like you? You about the biggest fool I ever saw. It's my job. It's my responsibility. You understand that? A man got to take care of his family. You live in my house, sleep on my bed clothes, fill your belly. You my flesh and blood. Not because I like you, because it's my duty to take care of you. I owe you a responsibility. I owe a responsibility to you. Let's get this straight here before it go along any further. I ain't got to like you. Mr. Rand, don't give me my money uh, come payday because he likes me. He gives me, he gives me mine because he owes me. I done given you everything I ha had to give you. I give you your life. Me and your mama worked that out between us and liking your black ass wasn't a part of the bargain. Don't you, tr don't you try and go through life worrying about if somebody likes you or not. You best be making sure they're doing right by you. You understand what I'm saying, boy? Yes, sir. Then get the hell out of my face and get on down to AMP. Ladies and gentlemen, millennials, black folk, brothers out there, I don't care if the person that you got to work with is the biggest, I don't care if he got a KKK card. As long as he is standing next to you and you getting paid because of the work that he's doing and the work that you're doing and y'all can go to y'all separate raise at, at the end. Well, well, but godly, just go to separate raise, right? I'm tired of us trying to, oh, you, you know, they don't, they don't like us. And, you know, the, America doesn't like you. So what? As long as we get in eyes, it don't matter. Let us get eyes and move on. I would say this, uh, and we got to wrap, so I don't want us to go too long on this. Uh, I would say this to you, Christian. Yes, we can't get caught up in whether or not someone likes us or whether or not we are in favorable circumstances. Um, <clears throat> um, and maybe even in the same breath, as it may sound contradicting. Uh, I don't I don't think some of some of those players tweets or whatever they went through, some of it may be, well, shut your ass up and keep working. And some of it at the same time, I don't think you can underestimate uh, disrespect. Um, and hey, whatever work environment you're in, if that environment is allowing you to do whatever you got to do, but it's disrespectful. I mean, to each his own. Whatever man feels like there's only a certain amount of disrespect that I'm gonna tolerate to do what I gotta do, or there's gonna be no disrespect. So I mean, also like the, like all those players or who, who, how many ever they are, like I don't think you could just like shine it away as like Negro, shut up. The world ain't gonna like you. Keep it pushing. Keep it moving. I mean, because I mean, you don't know if Chris Doyle said some crazy shit to them. And it wasn't necessarily rooted in, come on, boy, work hard. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, um, 
we just can't underestimate it for, for whatever side, you know, whatever side it may be on. Like, yeah, you can't be worried about who, who likes you, but also at the same time, like, you know, let's not, let's not make, let's not let that be a pass for motherfuckers to just spit in our face. So I, I just, you know, that's all I really got on it. Um, so what I like to add is I look at it both ways. Like if, if, if the facts are what these facts are, then I agree with Christian, like, bro, like, like pull your skirt down, B. you know what I mean? But if the facts are what Edward is saying is like, you know what I'm saying? Really do really hauling off with some racist remarks. And you know what I'm saying? Like then I would have a hard time feeling like his racist remarks wouldn't lead into other things as far as him being a strength and conditioning coach and showing favoritism and so, and so forth. So it's, it's really both for me. You know what I'm saying? We got to know what really, really went down to really be able to gauge it and make an assessment. Go ahead, bro. Um, and also, I mean, oh, my bad, sedacious. I mean, also, too, Christian, like, I, I mean, like, him, like, he didn't have to leave. I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like if what you've been accused of, if it's not really true and it's just some he say, she say, and you get that job opportunity, like, bro, if that's not really who you are, if that's not really a part of your character, like, stand in that, right? And also, you on two different, like, playing fields. College, like, you dealing with, like, young men, boys. When you get to the NFL, I'm pretty sure you ain't going to be able to talk to them no any kind of way as grown-ass men making a whole lot of money. So, um, so yeah, that's that's all I really want. That He didn't necessarily have to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do want to clear something up. Uh, I'm just going off of what was reported by the players on what they tweeted, right? So I went through and read the tweets, and I'm just going off of that. Um, so I don't know anything beyond beyond that. Uh, I I think uh, as far as as far as his position in Iowa, I'm not sure. I thought he got fired. Well, uh, he got temporary leave or temporarily, like you know, leave of absence, or whatever. However, you coin that time. Gotcha. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't a immediate. You're out of here. It's like okay, we're now getting in all of these allegations. You're going to take a leave of absence while we investigate what what players have been saying, so on and so forth. And I think from that. He just eventually said, I'm going to resign. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. Hey, it, though, though I said I was mad at him, I do understand it. I mean, this guy's a millionaire. He don't need a job. So, you know, if he was like, hey, I, ain't, I got F you money, so F you, I ain't, I ain't trying to deal with it. Okay, it is what it is. But I would have rather him stay stay in the position. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So the situation is he's treating, quote, unquote, black athletes a in a, uh, in a lesser manner, mm -hmm. right? Allegedly. Allegedly, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not technically racist unless he's actually not treating the other players of any other race of any color differently. So as that came right. to surface, that's that's when it really does turn racist. Is when you have your your white linebacker, you know, doing the exact same thing. Say, oh, you're good, Billy. And then you have Jamal over here, who's the same linebacker. He does the exact same thing. You're like, you know, fuck that. You you give me twenty. That's when it is racist. So that's when the race card does come yelling at you because you fucked up. That's not racist. That's just you're fucked up. You're like I said, you're getting <laughs> you're getting told what the fuck to do because you're in a position of you know high testosterone. But you know when there's no comparison, that's 
that, that leads me in all oh, like, okay, I'm kind of honestly, I'm with Christian on this one. That could fall to the category of sensitivity, which a lot of our people tend to do. But, you know, because they tend to find like, oh, that's racist. Like, no, there's a thin line between racist and just somebody being like a certain way, if that makes any sense, being a little more stern. So I think personally, what I'm hearing, until I actually hear him say he treated Billy and Bob and and someone so cool and treated them differently, I think they just being sensitive. Right on, man. Um, great takes. Guys, we're like killing these topics and being concise. Well, minus the monologue of Dizel, but we're still doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, but uh, we're going to wrap up this show with uh, the last uh, hot topic. And uh, Sedacious of all people has the hottest topic. Um, so Jackson State University finally was able to start off their spring season. They uh, played against Edward Waters College. They washed them uh, 53 to zero. Um, if y'all, you know, been big time followers of this podcast, even if you're not, you will know by now, we really try to dig in. And it's not just about a team getting blown out, but it's about how that team or why did that team get blown out. Or the score seemed like a blowout, but it was actually, according to the X's and O's and play calling, a lot closer than you would think. But in this case, the score is exactly what happened. <laughs> it was a blowout, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was a blowout. Um, two, my two biggest takeaways from watching the game. Um, oh, well, let me make sure I give y'all these uh, stats from Edward Waters. Because obviously it's like, oh, you can say, yeah, man, Jackson State won. Everybody's rooting for Dion. And obviously the slight to that could be, man, ain't you much play nobody. Right. So just a little background on uh, the Edward Waters uh, football program. Last year, 2019 season, they went 0-10. They had two games in which they never scored any points. Their worst loss was 61-0, to and they had 60 games in which they gave up 40 points, and they gave up on average 38 points. So all this happened last year. Then they start this year, obviously COVID, and may not have been able to prepare and do whatever and so forth. They come out and they lose to Jackson State 53-0. to um, going back to, we're well, talking about AAU basketball in the summertime and all these rankings, like there's that one guy or a couple guys that may be top five when you go to this big old circuit where all these college coaches are at and you unrank, you unrank and you get to step on the floor with guys who are ranked in the top five or you probably lucky enough to step on the court with a guy who's number one in the country. And you get a chance to go up to go against that guy, make a name for yourself. And now you on everybody's watch list. I think that is going, I think that my, that was my initial takeaway is like, that's going to be the beauty in Jackson State playing against other teams, other HBCUs and it being broadcasted more. Um, but when you get the opportunity, bro, you got to perform, step up. I said, Hill Waters College, I ain't going to trash y'all. I don't know y'all's situation and y'all program, but 53-0 wasn't a lot of great football that I saw. And so and it's kind of hard for me to fully judge Jackson State on who they went against. But the what I would tell people, what I took away from watching the game, um, is Jackson State's offensive line was very uh, respectable. Um, and I and I tried to make sure I wasn't just giving it to them easy because of who they were going against. But I would like to see how their offensive line just progresses and like they they look hella big on the front line, and uh, 
and Edward Waters didn't shouldn't have scored offense and defense. They shouldn't have scored at all. And so it was nice to see that Jackson State didn't play down to the competition. But I think the biggest thing that I that I found most attractive about the Jackson State's football team is uh, their offensive line. It wasn't really the skills position guys because I don't really know what they're going to do when you're going up against tougher opponents. But Jackson State's offensive line looked really, really good to me. And I think that was a, a plus in terms of a, a, a real nice takeaway from the game as it relates to uh, X's and O's. Um, I know you got the chance to watch the game, Christian. Um, it's like, what did you see or not see? What did you think about it? You know, the, the team's debut. Yeah, uh, so I think a couple of things you got to think about uh, when watching this. Uh, if you were to watch Alabama play Florida Tech, right, um, and Alabama beat them 53-0, we would just leave like, okay, that's what they're supposed to do, and then go on, right? No, no one would try to crown them afterwards. Uh, but, you know, you, you just, hey, that's what they're supposed to do. So this was the same type of situation. Uh, so if someone's really trying to get gather, okay, what is Jackson State? Like, are they actually good? Or are they not? Um, and also, too, this is the first, this is the first game. So there were, there were a few mistakes, a few uh, pre-snap penalty mistakes, um, stuff like that. Um, uh, there were a few coverage busts. Uh, actually, uh, if, if Edward Waters had a better quarterback, it would have put, put a few points up. Uh, so they did have a few coverage busts. Uh, but it looks like offensively, their offensive scheme, uh, they run a, they want to run the ball. Um, they, they're kind of a, a spread type of offense, and they do some stuff out of the pistol, uh, but they want to run the ball first. Uh, the pass game doesn't look very sophisticated to me. Um, and the quarterback, I uh, don't really like the quarterback that much. He, 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 he missed <laughs> – he missed some open guys. Uh, so, I mean, I think they should have probably scored 70 or 80. Uh, and then also, too, Deuce McAllister, who did a pretty decent job broadcasting the game, uh, he noted a few times where there were guys open down the field and he he read the ball. So, you know, we'll, we'll, I would like to see them against, um, you know, uh, some some other SWAC uh, uh, talent uh, to, to see what, they, what they're really about. But, I mean, hey, they, they went out and they did what they were supposed to do, right? They were supposed to kill the team. They did what they were supposed to do. Uh, they look like a formidable program. Um, you know, not that many mistakes to be worried, to be super worried. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, as far as far as their line, the line play did look pretty good. But again, you know, the the guys they're facing is, is not top talent. So, uh, but, you know, I, hey, they, they came out and did what they were supposed to do. So. Part on. Yo, so um, obviously after, after the game, um, Deion Sanders had the interview, said that his items were stolen from his locker room. There was a lot of going back and forth. They were not stolen. They were misplaced. Deion was like, no, the hell with that. My stuff was stolen. I don't want to hear nothing about misplaced. My stuff was stolen. Um, and for people who don't know, during the offseason, uh, Deion's truck was broken into uh, he had a, a big old boombox uh, speaker uh, that was stolen out of his truck, but it was soon uh, returned to him after, uh, you know, he found out it was missing and someone had broken his truck. Um, and one negative to take away from this situation, uh, <clears throat> a fine detail in terms of, uh, oh, wow, how did he get stolen? Da, 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 da. The stadium is nowhere near, like, connected to the campus. So, like, you know, it's like, a couple ways, uh, from my understanding, away from the actual like school. 
Um, so not necessarily sure how and what security works or whatever. So so on us so so forth, whatever the case may be. And obviously there's Deion, that's Deion Sanders, and you know his statue. When there is a will, there's a way of somebody really trying to get you. However, we have by far the greatest take on the Deion Sanders uh items, his belongings being stolen and the tweets that he put out. We have the greatest take that you will ever hear. Um, about this situation, and that take will come from none other than Sedacious. Talk to the people. Thank you so much. I'm, and I'm glad you added that that first part because that kind of fuels how I feel more. And I think that he was just fed up because at first, y'all steal my nigga boombox. And then all of a sudden, y'all go, go into my man's shit and y'all grab his weed, man. Y'all steal his weed from him. <laughs> my man was pissed off, bro. He had to come in there and be like, Whoever that bitch was that said that I was lying about lying, I wasn't lying. First of all, they took what was in my zip bag. That's what they took what was in my zip bag. And then they got some other shit out of my office. Y'all ain't got to read between the lines. Y'all took that man weed and y'all wrong for that. He won the game and he want to go get his bag of weed in his phone, smoke one, call his wife. Hey, yeah, baby, we kicked their ass, didn't we? Hit it a couple of times and now he can't call his wife, can't smoke his weed. Please. In the prime time the dance man, before it. The man, thank you, Darnell. He did us a favor by bringing his black ass to the HBCU. Don't be niggas. Don't be niggas and take his weed. Some so, one of the players took it. One of the players took it and they was like, Coach, get it back. He ain't tripping. Go ahead and get this off of him. Coach, get it back. We finna smoke this tonight, though. Yeah, this whole zip. He should don't leave no zips around us, coach. <laughs> Yo, so for those who may have not seen the Diaz Sanders uh post-game interview after the game and him voicing his frustrations, uh when Sedacious says read between the lines, he's talking about the tweet that Deion Sanders put out that says, <clears throat> Whomever putting out the lie that my belongings wasn't stolen is lying. My belongings were taken out of a zipped bag. Again, my belongings were taken out of a zipped bag in my office and more items were taken as well from my office. We have retrieved them since being reported. My staff member witnessed the crime. And again, it says my belongings were taken out of a zipped <laughs> bag in my <laughs> office. So that is sedacious with the very introspective thought process and just reading between the lines, what would be in a zip bag? <laughs> right. Because old buddy that worked there was like, they had a big bag of weed about this big, about this much weed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they took your shit. I remember they took your shit. They got with your shit. <laughs> yeah. They went down and they were making left. Yeah, they down there, and that's pretty much I the dialogue it, right there. That's the they dialogue. was laughing. They was excited. They was too excited. I'm like, what they got? Yeah. They down there. Got that's my accurate dialogue right there. Oh man, See, right now, I'm gonna be my I ain't coming back next year. I'm coaching this year and I'm done. They keep stealing my shit. <laughs> hey, when you text, when you text in the group chat, and you was like, "Is it me or is nobody else like not thinking of like annoyed? Like, did anybody else realize how pissed off he was about this zip?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that boy got that loud pack. You gotta put, hey, <laughs> you gotta put it in the ziplock or the mason jar." Hey, man, this boy got this stickiest of the icky, man. <laughs>
Uh, what was the name of that team? At Edward, Edward Waters College out of Jacksonville. Smoking on that Edward Waters pack. That's exactly what he was yeah. trying to do. <laughs> exactly what he was trying to do, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly right. in mind. They took my prime time. That he was, about to play some drill music in the background. Me. He got some prime time made for him. Some, he gonna play some young, some little dirt and smoking on, on that pack. I promise you. That was the plan. <laughs> Yo, man. I don't care old, about the other shit. Up. Give me my weed back. <laughs> you can see the frustration Go, find, in his go face. find him. Go out. Go find him. I don't care I, about the other shit. Get that weed. You know how hard it is to get some green right now? At this time? Am I celebrity? <laughs> yeah. No, at first I was just like, damn, like, you know, just like that look as a whole on like HBCU and stuff. But like when you text it, I was just like, I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> That's what yeah, he's on to something. Yeah, no, yo, so hey, that's what we bring y'all, man. Great insight, great introspective thoughts. Uh, that's that. I mean, that's why you should tune in. That's why you should tune in. Um, so again, whether the game is football, whether it's basketball, soccer, we gonna get there. Hopscotch, we gonna get there. Lacrosse, we gonna get there too. Golf, Dutch. Uh, speaking of golf, uh, definitely uh, pulls out to Tiger Woods, who was a. Uh, Injured or yeah, on injured, got got hit. Not even got hit. Fell off the road, down uh on the side of the road. Looked like a very deep hill, very deep uh ditch of some sort. He was the only one in the vehicle uh that it was reported. So definitely hoping uh that he comes out uh as best as he could be um from that situation. Um, so definitely prayers out to him and his family. He's trying to like hopefully no scandals. So, Hopefully there's no scandals, uh, of course. Uh, but, yeah, man, no matter what the game is, basketball, football, tennis, um, life, finances, whatever the game is that you're trying to deal with uh, in life, we guarantee you that we're going to talk about it. And you may not, when we do talk about it, you may hate the game, you may love the game, but nonetheless, when we get done talking about it, you will respect the game. Thank you for tuning in this week, beautiful people. We'll catch y'all next week on the Respect the Game podcast, which you can also go listen to on Apple and Spotify and really anywhere else that you go check out your uh, podcast, especially on Anchor FM.